Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist layman dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and cultural issues. The second part of our episode today discusses how we should view our personal worship preferences versus historical Christian worship and what that says about cafeteria-style Christianity. Warning, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. Okay, we're back from the opinion section of this very long podcast. Um, and now we're at, and everybody's kind of heard of, of, you know, what we think and what we want. Uh, but as we all know, it's not about what we think and, and we want. So now we're in the scripture portion of our podcast. Are there any biblical references to a worship style either in the Old Testament or in first century Christianity? Well, yes, uh, in uh, Psalms uh, 96.9, it says, Worship the Lord in all the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Okay, so what does that mean, John? Well, in, in Old Testament on there, it, 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 it talks about, uh, you know, all, well, that's kind of hard to hard to, to, to describe on there. It it to me to me it, it shows that that uh, that mankind uh, should be worshiping God uh, before before Christ. Right on there, um, and, and and well, that's theologically incorrect because Christ was with God. Well, in that, the that, 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 that is God. okay. Uh, A.D. I'm as sorry. opposed to B.C. Or BC, BC. Uh, BC before AD, excuse me. Right. Um, but th- there are there are several references of man worshiping God throughout the Old Testament. Okay. You know, Psalms is is peppered with worship uh, to God. Well, Psalms are the Jewish hymnody. Right. 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 So, no, that's uh, that's very good. Anybody got anything else? Well, there was, uh, of course, about the time of the tabernacle, 1003 B.C., uh, David, King David, put into practice the vocal and instrumental praise in the tabernacle. So I think that was kind of setting what we're doing today. That was the very first. And I can hear all of our brothers in the Church of Christ cringing when you talk about instruments. Yes. So David had instruments in temple worship? Yes, he did. Oh. Yes, he did. Well, you know, in Hebrews 12, uh, 12, 28, it says, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Okay, John, since you just barged through that door. Sorry. What Sorry. is acceptable worship? Well, to me, acceptable worship is uh, giving thanks to the, the Almighty. Um Praise to the Almighty. Prayer. Prayer. Praise. You know, all the things that we had mentioned earlier yes, in, in that service on there. Um, Isn't it amazing how this all comes back to a central theme? Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, for me, the acceptable worship is grounded in John four twenty four, where mm-hmm. it says, God is spirit, and those who worship there him must go. worship him in spirit and truth. So acceptable worship is being real with God. Absolutely. Do you know the context of that uh, phrase 
from uh, uh, John 4, 23 and 4, 24. Do you know the story that goes with that? Well, Jesus was sitting at a well in the middle of the day and his disciples were looking for food. This is Greg's paraphrase. And uh, a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Yep. And then Jesus started talking about living water. And like all people, when they're confronted with the gospel, uh, they try to take you down rabbit holes so they don't have to look at themselves and, and, and think about how that applies to their lives. And she, knowing he was a Jew, said, well, us Samaritans say we worship here on this mountain, and you Jews say you have to worship uh, in Jerusalem at the temple. So you can see right there that... <laughs> Many, two millennia ago, there was still worship wars. Some people oh, said you have to worship this way, and some people said you have to worship that way. And what did Jesus say? We have to worship God as spirit. And, and, and the coming soon and now is when God will, will uh, draw close to those who worship him in spirit and in truth. That's the key to worship. Amen. I mean, you look at Psalm 95.1, and, and if you look at the original uh, title of that song, it says, A Call to Worship and Obedience. You see, obedience. You know, I don't, I, 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 I uh, uh, Samuel said, uh, when speaking for God, he said, I don't, I don't need sacrifice. The sacrifice I desire is, is a contrite heart and a repentant spirit. And I'm paraphrasing. It's the spirit of worship he's talking about. And in 95, one, it says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise. And then further down in that Psalm, it says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. I mean, it's important not only of having effusive, right-spirited praise, it's also the intent of our heart. It's why we kneel. It's, it's I, I think, sometimes kneeling is a good thing. It, it helps focus us. Now, I'm, I don't mean to, we have to kneel to get closer to God, but participatory worship is a good thing. It reminds us who we are, whose we are, and why we are here. And I think that's important to worship. Also, you look at Acts chapter 20, verse 7 through 12. You know, Paul had his marathon. <laughs> we talk about long podcasts. Paul had a marathon church service. It started at dark, and uh, the, the patron saint of Across the Rail podcast, St. Eutychus, was in attendance. And St. Eutychus was sitting in a window. And Paul got so dadgum long-winded during his church service that he fell asleep and fell out of the window and, and was killed. And then Paul resurrected him from the dead. But the point being is it was in formal worship. And when they resurrected him from the dead around midnight, they preached until daybreak the next day. That was a 12-hour service. So my point is, even though... Even though it was all night, they're in formal worship and worshiping in the spirit and truth that God requires can take many acceptable forms. Amen. Very good. Very good. And one other, uh, one other. Uh, do you, you may have Colossians three sixteen? Well, I I started at fourteen through seventeen, but you're in the same. You want me to read or do go you ahead? Want it? Go ahead. <clears throat> and above all these things, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called into one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, 
Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that sums it up right there. It's got everything. Yes. It's got everything. So are there any glimpses? You know, now, we, we've all been looking current and past. If we look forward, if we look forward, are there any glimpses in the Bible of what worship will be like in heaven? Absolutely. Ryan, why don't you jump through there? Well, I'll just go to Revelation chapter 4. Uh, we'll start off. I was Verse 8. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around. Even under its wings, day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. I, I, I think I heard that on the radio. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now... Think about that, and I and I, I kind of laugh with my better half. How can I deal with four things buzzing around my head, twenty four seven, three sixty five, saying the same same thing? Do you ever wonder if God just like stop enough? You know, I mean, it just gets irritated with that. No, no. because when you're in the presence Absolutely. of God, nothing is irritating, nothing transcends or breaks that central presence of him and and it's good and it's wholesome and you don't want to ever leave they can do the same thing for millennia now again you say my gosh am i going to be on a cloud with a harp singing that the revelation song for all millennia you know all eternity no we're going to be busy doing things but the worship of god is just like in spirit the way it is now it's central to lifting god up and praising him and prostrating you know the elders are always falling down and casting their crowns and doing crazy stuff like that they are doing physically what we do inwardly and spiritually in our hearts to god you know greg i think that uh, every time they made a rotation they're seeing a different attribute of god you cannot limit, there is no limit on the goodness of God. And I just think that just fires them up as they come back Absolutely. around. Just when you think you know everything about God, boom. Yeah, yep. I agree. I agree. So that'd be pretty exciting. What do you think, what kind of worship do you think God really cares for? What What, what does God really like? Well, I think that's a glimpse to it right there. Yeah. I mean, you got the... Uh, you got the elders laying their crowns down before the throne. And, you know, finish out the rest of that chapter, the last verse. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. And by your will, they were created and have their being. So I, that absolute adoration for God. You, you know, down through history... It says in further in Revelation, it says, in the dwelling place of God will be with men. Now imagine the crown jewel of the thing you created, the thing you thought was the best thing, that, that relationship that you wanted to have with someone that could choose to love you or reject you. And all this time, God has been separated from the crown jewel of his creation. But one of these days, God is going to be with men. And and he'll never, that, that relationship will never be broken. Absolutely. And I think that's what God is looking for. God is not this eternal egotist that has right. to have his you know ego stroked with praise. He wants to be with us. And the best thing that God can have is his children being with him and loving on him. 
You, you know, it's really funny because uh, I thought about that question and, 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 and I answered it with just one one line. And it's a, a spirit, uh, it's a service that's filled with love, respect, uh, true word uh, with all his children around him. And, and, and I thought about that. And, and that picture, if you can envision this right there, you know, there's God and there's all of us just circling him, just around him. Right. Around there. Uh, and that's all that's all he's ever asked and ever wanted that's it you know so that's the kind of thing uh, service i think god he's like. looking forward to the unbroken relationship there it is yep yeah uh, well I, as we go ahead johnny no, no, I, I, I'm gonna say I, as I'm we wrap that. up this marathon podcast here um does anybody have any final thoughts does anybody want to tie a bow around this uh this whole volatile worship issue you know, I, I'm going to end it like this, honey. Whether you're at the Church of Jody or at the Church of Greg or Ryan or John, you know, uh, I would encourage you to go to your church of choice as long as it is spirit-filled and God is there, God's presence, and 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 get as much as you can to take it out into the world. You know, right. It, it, and be a you are transformed right. to be a, a you know a blessing and, and influence the world outside the church walls and, and that's a big you just made a great quote right there be a blessing to be a blessing to the, the rest of the world that's I mean, part of the Lord's prayer prayer know, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in yes, heaven right so anybody else I think John pretty Not pretty much said it well yep absolutely very good and All something right. I found in my own life and I'll say this the more involved that I have found that I have gotten in church the more that I'm here the more that I'm able to do the more I am able to go out well you know that to be a blessing to have a blessing you know the more I'm here the more I I, I participate in in godly things uh, the more blessings I see makes me want to do even more absolutely you know so it's right. it's just a taste yes it's a taste of what's to come or taste of glory divine Amen. as the old hymn says that's right there you go well as we end the podcast today you can find this episode and other across the rail podcast episode episodes on popular pro platforms boy i can't speak right now i wish i had words it. are hard now words are hard <laughs> like anchor itunes spotify and stitcher if you listen on itunes oh please I beg you to take the time to give us a five-star rating. Uh, that helps other people find us and, uh, uh, you know, hate us or love us or whatever, but at least they uh, have the opportunity. And please, if you have any questions on this or any other episode, please send your comments, cheers or jeers, to comments at acrosstherail.com or look up Across the Rail podcast on the Twitters by our handle at across underscore rail. And we also have a Facebook page at Across the Rail Podcast. So please give us a like there and leave us any feedback or questions or potential subject matter you may have for future podcasts. And we thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. Thank you. And we'll uh, see you in church. Okay. Uh, who wants to have the absolute privilege of closing this podcast in prayer? Okay. I'll do it. Our wonderful and gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the uh, the ability to come and do a podcast, Lord, and to discuss things, Lord, that other men on this planet aren't able to do, Lord, that we have that freedom.
Father, I thank you that we have freedom of worship, Lord, that uh, as long as we keep our eyes on you, Lord, and we come into the house of the Lord seeking you, whether it's traditional, whether it's contemporary, whether it's more liturgical, Lord, whether it's just simple relating by one's life in line with Scripture, Lord, that that uh, our true worship will be not confined to a building and in a one-hour service, Lord, but our worship will be our service of gratitude to you, Father, that, Lord, ultimately we be kingdom builders, Lord, and that when this whole thing is done, we'll be able to hear you say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's what it's about, Lord, the goodness of God. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, we're back. Now, how I've got a question here for, for us. Now that we've bloviated on uh, on what our churches all look like work. here, that's a million dollar word there. So, how important is a worship style to you personally? In other words, is it a big deal? Is it an okay deal? Uh, give me some feedback on that. As long as we're making the main thing the main thing in worship. A particular style is not necessarily, uh, I, I don't have to have a particular style, me personally. But I agree with you on that, Ryan. I but, just uh, like a uh, spirit-filled service yeah. is what I like. You know, I can pretty much handle anything. Right. It has to be, that there has to be the presence of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And, and, and you say, well, how do you know that? And I mean, there, there, there's a lot of ways. But, but, but hold on, I'm going to add to that right there. Right. I'll tell you what is not acceptable. Well, we okay. So, uh, well, let me let me okay. Oh, so ahead, you ahead. tell me you've since you've already broached the subject, John. Right. Okay, what is essential and what is non-essential? Okay, in worship. Well, in in, in worship on there, of course, got to be uh, spiritually led. You know, spiritually based on there, i.e., the Bible, not. Uh, this is what God meant. This is what God really meant. You know. So it's not the church of what John thinks. No, no. Oh, okay. It, it is actual, uh, actual liturgy uh, from the Good Book on there, uh, and and um, I, I I just think that that you know too many times, too many times people use the service as a springboard. Uh, uh, or particular beliefs of any social injustice, uh, unfairness to whatever group is screaming the loudest. You know, for example, a few podcasts back, right. you know, with uh, Baby Jesus in the Cage. Right. You know, that is totally unacceptable. You okay. know, okay. Jesus and I. Political. And, right. It, it, you should ramifications not, you should not have no use, place in Christian should, worship. Well, you should not use it to. to to uh, springboard your uh, personal beliefs. Okay. Uh, as far as social, social okay. on there. Now, would you make an exception for the? I think abortion has spiritual emphasis, and and, and if we're well, supposed to make a a difference in our world, if we're supposed to be make the, uh, you know. Bring his kingdom on earth. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, this is a totally new, totally different uh, uh, podcast. Should, should that it. be broached you, you, in, in Christian worship? Okay. Righting societal, societal wrongs. That mm. should be a byproduct 
of effective Christian worship. Mm-hmm. And that should uh, spell out from the four walls. Right. It should not ever be just stuck in the four walls and continually debated. Well, you know, in, in, in bringing that up on there, you're, you're, you're opening the door for every social injustice someone deems as a, as a uh, uh, heresy to, uh, to the Bible. You know, okay. Uh, you got to be really careful on, on that. Uh, you do that. That is a minefield. You know, so, but... so, so, in saying, is that acceptable in worship? I, I think, I think it's appalling that someone that uh, that someone uh, uses uh, God's name to uh, to to right the social wrongs as somebody deems fit. For example, you know, uh, what's what's that? Uh, that church's name that uh, you know they're gun toting, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, hate, hate they're, the they're military. In Kansas, right? You know, yeah. you know, you, you, you got that church on there, and and they're and they're making a, a Westboro Baptist. Yes. Westboro Baptist, okay, exactly. You know, they're they're and making to my a, Baptist friends. They're not very Baptist. Well, no, but but that, that's the example I'm uh, I'm saying. You know, they're they're using the, uh, the pulpit as a springboard to their. Uh, social injustice and, and and what they believe in is 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 not a, a Christian belief. It is ridiculous. Right. So well, that's just taking the uh, cage to the other extreme. Oh, I, absolutely. That's all that. Is. Absolutely. All right. So, John, what you're really saying is keep the focus on the, the main thing. The main thing. The main thing's the main thing. And it's uh, you you even expounded a little bit there. You know, not so much in the commentaries of the scripture, but let's just read and reason and study the word together. Absolutely. You know, and, and one thing that I didn't mention on the previous question, you know, what, what would the Church of John be like? You know, one thing that I would encourage is, is having a Sunday school class that is filled, that is not just someone reading, you know, a book, but it has the interactions uh, from the, the, the teacher and interactions from the participants to engage in, in what we're doing right here in, in dialogue and in questioning each other. And, and finding that com- commonality that, uh, that that's needed in church. Aren't you opening the door to heresy, though, by doing that? You know, that's like... Well, you know what? It, now, you know Bible what? study and Christian discipling are not... They are part of it, but they are kind of a separate issue. Well, is, yeah, is, is Sunday school is Sunday school considered Christ, that's Bible Christian study, it, or is that discipling? In my opinion, it's Christian it discipleship. It, it is both, but the actual worship is where everybody's together. We are corporately worshiping God. Worship, didn't didn't, didn't we have a discussion yesterday, you and I, while we were both driving to our destinations, and and one of the questions that I asked on there, you know, what were the the four steps to make sure things were uh, uh, were doctrine, right on there, you know, well. Sunday school does teach that. Sunday school should teach that. And it the does. only way to do that is by having an interactive class that the teacher and the participants can go back and forth for that discussion. But can you have that in worship? That's not in worship. corporate worship. You, you'd never, no. you'd never, like well, this podcast, okay. worship would be okay. an ending. So, so, so now <laughs> we're going back to the Church of John. You know, uh, I I would really really encourage people to be. Could you buzz in in the middle of the message at the church? I, I, of John? I would say, you know, hey, this is a great sermon. Make sure you go to your Sunday school class right after this on there, and you know, wouldn't that be awesome if you had like 
on Twitter. You know, you could see as he was preaching, you could see all the Twitter comments come up on the big screen. Well, that would be so uh, awesome. Be so I think we've kind of gone down a rabbit yeah, hole we, here. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so somebody give me what what's essential and what's not essential for worship. Well, what's essential for worship is we are praising God. Amen. Right. Amen. That is worship at its core. That's what yep. we, that's what worship is. It's about bringing praise to God. Um, I absolutely think that Scripture is essential to worship. I absolutely think that singing hymns are essential to worship. I agree. Those two things are essential to worship. Um, anything else? Is Jody, what you got? On. Prayer. How about that? Prayer. Prayer. Prayer absolutely. Yes. I think basically all four churches, pretty much that were discussed today, have all the elements that that is needed. That's first in prayer. First, before anything gets kicked off. The second would be the uh, the musical praise portion of it. The third would be the reading of the scripture, whether it be from Old Testament and New Testament and some of the psalm, whether it be strictly from the pastor or from some laity as well. I do like the idea of laity participation. I, 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 I really do. do. I do too. And then, of course, uh, ministering to the needs of the congregants. That has right. to be a part of it. Yep. And then bringing it back around full circle to prayer and then go out and be the hands and feet of Christ. You just set up a perfect service. You, you, you know what? That, and, and that's, I think, most of the churches are suffering right now is is, is worship stops at, uh, at uh, 11.59, just in time to hit the buffet at the uh, Golden Corral. You know what I mean? I loathe the tyranny of the clock. Oh, if I'm worshiping, I don't care what time it I is. I agree. I agree. But you, you must admit that that as soon as 12 o'clock rolls around, a lot of people turn off their Christian uh, name tag. They tuck it down back in their... Uh, you know, their now, now if I'm going to put a, a limit, it's, it's, you know, if you can't say what you say in about 30 minutes, you, you need to rethink what you're about to say. <laughs> But that's just that's the church yeah, of Greg you guys, talking there again. Oh, time we're going down the rabbit hole. Okay, so what Greg thinks is essential uh, for worship, obviously uh, praise, prayer, the sacrament. Yep. The sacrament is is, is central. It's essential. Right. it's essential and central. Then we have the proclamation of the word, and when the God's word is proclaimed, there needs to be a response, yep. even if no response is a response. We have to always give the Holy Spirit time for personal response or even corporate response. So in those five things, praise, prayer, the sacrament, word, and response, mm-hmm. I, I think is, is centrality of authentic, essential Christian worship. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. What's non-essential is all the political garbage. Oh, uh, which yeah. I, I, I agree with you, John. It's it's. Uh, I'd like to you ought to do this and red yeah, tape uh, yeah. market right there because there's plenty of it. Right. So okay, next question, and this is where it gets uh, a little close to the best here. Is having two or more worship style services in one congregation is that an overall good thing or a bad thing? It's both. Yeah, it, it it is both. Please expound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please explain. It is, listen, people are reached by different means. Okay. What speaks to me might not be what speaks to Joe. In the form of you know whatever kind of music it is, contemporary versus traditional. 
I, I believe that the opportunity ought to be there for both parties to be able to get the most that they can out of worship and I to give the that. most that they can to the worship service. Now, where it's a bad thing is it does not do anything as far as bringing the church together. Okay, I, I, I knew you were going there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in there. Okay, so so let's say you're at the Church of Ryan and you're currently sporting two uh, two uh, services. You got a contemporary and you got a uh, and, and a traditional. Why wouldn't you? And 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 this this is this is what blows my mind that we don't do this more often. Why wouldn't you have uh, every once a month or once a quarter have a combined service to have both both uh, traditional and because you know when we think about it, you know the, the way that I answered that question was I, I think it's good because it attracts different people to different services, but to, to have that 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 oneness of the congregation. I think from time to time you need to to, to mesh those two services together, Absolutely just agree. so that we can we can see the people that do the uh, nine o'clock, or we can see the people that do the eleven o'clock. You know, I, I we think, can see them in Sunday school if they show up. That's exactly right. And the Church of John, they'll be there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, I, I it's I, the law. No, it's 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 <laughs> the definitely law and the prophet. The you know people want to do what they want to do, and you can't put a gun to their head. No. I've always been, you know, I'm always willing to allow, you know, I can sing the Revelation song and I can sing, and can it be, you know, a 400-year-old approaching him in the same service and be blessed by both. Absolutely. It, it doesn't bother me at all. Now, some people, it, they, they want all hymns or get the heck out. And, and vice versa, some people want all that. I get that. So the bottom line is I think at least monthly – in the Church of Greg, you have a combined service Absolutely. centered around the sacrament. I would okay, agree with that. because we have that—that's something that everybody in your local congregation, your spiritual family, needs to be a part of. Because you know, if the if the if the message is the same, if the if, if the only it thing, the only thing that's different is the music, right on there. Uh, there's there's no reason why that that can't happen. I agree. You know? What about the spontaneity of the Holy Spirit? If you have the Holy Spirit manifest in some form or fashion, now that I know you're going to get, get my Pentecostal roots here. Okay, okay. hold on a second. In the first I, I service. Box of snakes. Hold on a second. And I, no, no, no. First service. <laughs> and then second service, uh, you know, you can duplicate, but you cannot... You cannot force the spirit to move. Oh, I agree. Are with we that. going to I, say that the spirit moved for the benefit of somebody or bodies in the first service and not the second service? I think you miss out a lot when you have multiple services. Yeah, yeah but some churches they have no option but to have multiple. No, services. they're growing because, so large. Absolutely. absolutely, and that's a testament to the spirit. Uh, again, yeah. my my first my first choice would be. If we could have a blended worship, and I know that's that's almost like cursing in church nowadays, because you know, again, cafeteria style Christianity. I want this and that, kumbaya, but not that, right? That, I but I think, that, especially if you're a congregation of less than three or you know three hundred people, there is no reason why you cannot figure a way to worship together. Agreed. I will. I will say this. I'm thankful that we got a pastor that has a heart willing to serve both groups. Yeah, oh, right, 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 yeah. right. And 
you know, I think a, a happy medium would be once a month, once every other month, to, to blend yeah. the two together. Yeah, at, at least bare minimum once a Or month. how about this? <laughs> Lord forbid, a Sunday night service where everybody comes together. Well, I think it's called prayer meeting. Yeah. Sunday night? What? Yeah. No. I know. That's, that's such a tough thing, you know. An extra hour. Fellers, I come from a background. Sunday I, night. I got to check morning, my calendar. I know. Wednesday night. I know. My wife, uh, yes, you and my wife are very uh, simpatico on that. So I'll just leave that right there, and we'll be back. As we end the second half of the podcast today, you can find this episode or any other Across the Rail podcast episodes on popular platforms like Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes, please, please take the time to give us a five-star rating. If you have questions on this or any other episode, please send your comments, cheers, or jeers to comments at acrosstherail.com or look up Across the Rail podcast on Twitter by our handle at across underscore rail and on Facebook at across the rail podcast. Please give us a like there and leave us any feedback, questions, or perhaps uh, episode uh, subjects. Thank you so much for listening.